Welcome to a special bonus episode celebrating the 29th annual Canadian Grand Prix New Product Awards finalists. Sylvain and I are thrilled to be a sponsor of these prestigious awards for the third year in a row and have the chance to hand out the hardware on the stage IRL to the winners in person for the first time. We've had the opportunity to meet and get to know many fantastic food innovators and entrepreneurs, creators and makers, from consumer brands to private retail labels. These are their stories. Manisha, welcome to the Food Professor Podcast. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining me. Congratulations on uh, so many places for Walmart in the private label section, (laughs) both food and non-food. Where do I see eight food from cookies to cooking sauces? And you got a couple of non-food items. So congratulations. Uh, That's great. Thank you. We're very excited. We're looking forward to the awards at the end of the beginning of June. Yeah, fantastic. Well, all right. Well, let's uh, let's dive right in. So, um, tell me a bit about yourself. You got a, I, looking at your LinkedIn. You've got uh, a great history in in product development. So, but take us through a little bit of your background story and uh, what your specific role is at Walmart. Sure. Um, so, my my background is in chemical engineering, and through my program, I was fortunate enough to have co op, um, and. The majority of my co-op placements were all in the food industry, and it's where I sort of got my first taste at working in food manufacturing in uh, both retail and manufacturing. Majority of my career, I spent part of it in manufacturing in the meat industry, and then I moved to retail. I was in grocery retail for about 10 years with Metro, and then I moved to Walmart um, almost six years ago, uh, working as a product development manager for uh, consumables, health, and wellness. Uh, During my tenure as a product developer, I've uh, worked on the development of over 5,000 private label products over the span of my career. 5,000? Yes. Wow. Um, Quite a few. I've always done product development. It's a bit of a passion for me. I Mm -hmm. love the idea of deconstructing product and reconstructing it to make it equivalent or better, Um, Mm -hmm. all for our customers as well. So was was it always the case? I mean, you went into engineering. It wasn't always the case you were going to go into the food or the grocery industry. But w- were you always interested in in deconstructing things? Like, did that start at a young age? Talk about that a bit. It did. Um, I've always been interested in, in how things work more from a, a logical mm-hmm. state. I like to understand mm-hmm. something so that um, I can wrap my head around it. So for me, or, for me, not that I'm. I have no fear, but if I understand mm. things um, a little bit more clear, uh, there's nothing to really fear then. Um, and I experienced that throughout like schooling, just to understand how things worked. Mm-hmm. Um, working um, in industry, just understanding things from the ground level, it really helps to explain better to any counterpart that we may work with with whether it's a cross-functional team member or a client on the other end when I worked in manufacturing just to help them get a better understanding. And also when we work to um, create packaging for our products, how do we best communicate to our customer Mm. um, what this product is, how it's really beneficial and great for you and why you should purchase it. When you approach this, let's get into a little bit of the tradecraft about how you think about this. I've I've talked to folks who talk about have talked about performance, functional, and emotional benefits to a product. Do you do you unpack it that way? Do you do you see it on all those those three levels? Kind of the technical, functional, and performance and yes. emotional level. 
Mm-hmm. I think so. Like I try to look at a product just to understand what the product is. Um, right. what, what's the purpose of the product and how is the product produced um, and what ingredients or what components are put into that product to, to make it what it is and what can be done to make it better. Make it better in the sense of its functionality, mm-hmm. sustainability in terms of it, can we make it better for the environment, for our future. Um, yeah. And how can we make it, how can we make it so the customer sort of understands that these products work really well. So because the majority of my products that I work on are in health and wellness and in beauty, um, it could be simple things like a makeup wipe that you use, um, you know, just to have the customer understand that, you know, the substrates we use are made from plant-based material or mm-hmm. um, the ingredients that are used are more natural, right? So it's great for sensitive skin, things like that. Um, and then the emotional part of it, I think uh, for a customer, when it comes to private label, it has a lot to do with brand loyalty. If a customer is mm-hmm. used to buying a particular brand, whether it is national brand or private label, they you, you really have to sort of get them to to understand just on the packaging that give this product a try um, right. based off of what it is. So a lot of marketing sort of goes into it um, mm-hmm. uh, to try to sell that to the customer. You're, you're really marketing confidence, in other words. Have confidence that you can try this product um, you know, in the private label world. And as you said earlier, it'll be as good as, as, good as if not better than, um, and have the confidence to try it, right? I mean, you're trying to get someone sure. to try something, right? Right on. And yeah. now you work in, in a couple across a couple of different specters. Are, are you a foodie yourself? Does that help? Or do you, you know, some people just kind of can stand back and, and they're not particularly engaged with whatever, whatever we want to call a foodie. How would you, how would you describe yourself? Um, I think I'm a foodie at heart. Um, mm-hmm. We, we um, both culinary and like from all aspects, because I've worked mm-hmm. on food consumables, health, wellness, everything. Um, but foodie wise, yes. Um, the, the pandemic really tested us because we stopped yeah. eating out. So my husband and I would try to figure out how to make some of our favorite dishes at home. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot, a lot of cooking that happened over the past <laughs> two and a half, three years. Uh, didn't do great for our waistlines, yeah. but we were happy. Well, I got <laughs> I, I, I to say your kitchen had a bit of an advantage with a food scientist and engineer in the house. I got to say yeah. you, you had a bit of a leg up there. We for, did. I also ruin food for my husband <laughs> when we go to restaurants because he'll be like, this is such a great dish and I'll taste it. And I'm like, oh, well, it's it ketchup be. and chili. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's What bad. in this mystery sauce? You're like, well, these <laughs> nine things make up that mystery yeah. sauce. I would have done like, things. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad because I'm like, this is too starchy. This is not good. And then I'll explain to uh, the waiter like when this product yeah. was was cooked, these are the things that are wrong with it, and it's not. <laughs> we don't go to restaurants very often. Oh yeah, they love you. <laughs> they love you. All right. <laughs> now, now as I said, you you work at Walmart. I mean, there's no one listening to this uh, who would not be aware of of Walmart. Mm-hmm. But talk about the private label component. So we're here in Canada. I was looking at at all the different variety of product. Uh, is is this product uh, uniquely made in Canada for the Canadian market? Is this some of this is adapted from global? You've got a wonderful global. You know, yeah. footprint, so to speak, to draw from. So talk about that that kind of intersection of how you approach. I guess what I'm asking you is, you know, you could really make, you have the resources to you that you could really work on anything. How do you choose what to work on and, and what's the mix of let's 
let's start it here versus or originated here versus let's borrow from somewhere else around the world. Talk about that for a bit. Yeah, for sure. Working for Walmart, as we all know, it is a global company. So we do have counterparts in different markets that we do connect with. We we tend to connect more closely with our U.S. counterparts um, just because we're just just really close with them. Um, Just reviewing and talking about products. We try to have touch points just to understand, you know, where is the U.S. market heading? Because most times the Canadian market is not the same as the U.S. in terms of uh, flavor profiles are very different. In terms of um, just costing is very different in terms of what a customer in the U.S. would pay for a product versus what a customer in Canada would pay for a product versus a customer in Europe. Um, I think we all know the standard of products in Europe and the private brand market are much more premium, I would say, um, compared to the Canadian or the U.S. market. And it's just it's just the customer base that is there. Um, is, is, so there we, any, is there any consistencies you can say between the American and Canadian consumer like uh, the Canadian like? Canadian consumer likes things sweeter or more savory. Is there any kind of general themes that that, that come out in the industry? I find in, I think savory, yes. Um, I believe in the U.S. it's a little bit more on the salty or sweet side, more the extremes, whereas in Canada we're, I don't want to say more healthier, but I think our flavors just because of the diversity in Canada and the different ethnic mm ethnicities that we have um there's just more of a variety of flavor as opposed yeah. to just going one extreme or the other I, i've tried barbecue sauce from the u.s um i do a lot of barbecuing and sometimes mm-hmm. their sauces blow my head off they're so sweet like yeah. they're unbelievably sweet and i'm mm-hmm. like does this sell and and you know it's it's a really interesting you know this the mix of even though we're geographically uh, and culturally very similar like there's all these kind of nuances you have to deal with right Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we do is we do try to leverage some um, products from Walmart US, um, not necessarily on the food, not too much food. I know for my categories on um, health and wellness, we do look at um, more of the cosmetic products. So they could be makeup brushes or acrylic sure. um, organized things like that, things that are like stationary Um and it's always great to just sort of buy in bulk, as we all know, um, just so that we can give the best price to our customer at the end of the day. Yeah, right on. All right, so let's let's dig into the products. Now, you've got uh, 10 products in total uh, mm-hmm. that have made it to the finalist round. And um, let, let, are there any that you want to talk about that stand out in your mind particularly? I guess it's kind of like asking people what who their favorite pet is or it is but is there any ones uh, you know the i see sauces i see chocolates i see cookies uh, any ones you want to talk about the few that um, you could share with us in a few minutes yeah so like when the, we cheese, do- the cheese got me interested like the luscious cheese like oh yes. interesting that you're developing luscious cheese and, <laughs> you know that was interesting to me um for example just from my perspective but yeah what 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 uh, what things jump out at you so when we do, um, so I don't develop all the products, obviously. There, there is a team of um, nine product developers that work on the team. So all of the products that have become finalists, each of the developers, the, the process we sort of go through in order to choose the products that we, we submit to the Grand Prix is a year-long process. So throughout the year as we're developing products, we, um, we sort of put this into a database where we, can, um, we do a huge sensory um, towards the end of the year closer to the time where we have to submit um, where all the PDs that are involved, they all review all of the products um, and also just understanding, you know, what makes these products great um, following the testing criteria that 
the RCC um, sets out for the Grand Prix. And then we actually, uh, we all vote on the products that we want to submit yeah. for, for the Grand Prix. Yeah. And then from there, uh, we complete all of the necessary paperwork together, just mm-hmm. talking about how wonderful these products are. Yeah, I guess, I, I mean, in the course of a year, as you said, there, there, there's a lot of products that kind of get developed and some are more price fighter and some are more differentiated, right? I guess uh, to you almost use a pun, table stakes versus differentiators, right? Yes. Uh, some fill, fill specific roles on the shelves and others kind of stand um, stand apart or stand a bit different. Is there any ones that, you know, what's in your home? Uh, I see coffee pods and I see uh, super fine almond flour that looks pretty amazing. So, what what what, uh, what what did you vote for in all these? So, for me, I I was a fan of the almond flour. Um, I mm. thought that was a great product. Just knowing that a lot of people um, are exploring options of either keto or gluten free, mm. um, just having an alternate flour option that was economically priced where a consumer could actually pick it up and try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's great. Um, there's so many benefits to almond flour as well. If you don't have a nut or a tree nut allergy, um, right. I think that's, that was amazing. Um, the coffee pods were also really great. Just, um, just trying to give our customer like the same product, Again, save money, live better. That's the Walmart motto, right? right? So, I mean, that, that's we, the thread that runs through it all for sure. That's a thread that that that's the master. That's the north star, right? In your group, yeah, right, right. So, on, right on. we uh, we work really hard to sort of try to try to do that in everything that we work on, and knowing now just with with the amount of inflation happening, we have mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. campaigns going on. Our locked in low price campaign, where you know we're not going to raise prices on private brands to our customers because they they need us during this time and we're going to do everything that we can to ensure that we remain the same on cost and we have a good supply of inventory for them well both uh, not n- neither you make it sound easy but none of this is uh, is easy uh, as you say you and your professionals get together and do some amazing work and and uh, reflected here in in all these submissions so listen thanks so much for joining me on the food professor podcast it was great to speak with you i wish you uh, we're recording this before the event i wish you all the great luck we'll see uh, we'll see you in person so sylvana charlebaugh and i our sponsors will be on the stage handing out the hardware so who knows maybe we'll be we'll be handing out some uh, some great hardware to uh, to walmart so thanks so much for joining me on the food professor podcast right. great to speak with you and i wish you continued success thank you michael have a great day Thanks for joining us on this special bonus episode of The Food Professor. Stay tuned for plenty of great interviews of the finalists from the Retail Council of Canada's Canadian Grand Prix New Product Awards. Stay tuned for our regular full-length episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you enjoy your podcast today.